Hello, friends. Welcome again to another episode of the Potluck Podcast. I'm Jared Cornut, joined by the red bearded wizard wonder himself, Matt Hensley. <laughs> Uh, Alan Murray, uh, I think Alan is in like uh, lockdown because he has not been feeling good since he's had his COVID vaccine. So, but man, he got a smiley face out of it. I, I don't think that's a good sign. I think that's oh, a bad. Yeah, I think yeah. the I think the vaccine smiling, but Alan's yeah. not. Yeah, it's basically so. it's a Bill Gates uh, impression in his uh, shoulder. <laughs> I think that's what it is. It's Bill Gates coming out of his arm. Uh, but uh, but yeah, we miss you, Jay Allen. Hope you get to feeling uh, better, and uh, because now it's just the two of us, and we can get in a little bit of trouble, I'm sure. A lot of trouble. Quick so, question: How was your Easter? Terrible. Uh, you know, geez, no, I'm just kidding. It was wonderful, dude. We uh, we kicked it off with everything going wrong that could have gone wrong the week of. Uh, I was getting back from a 3,500 uh, mile trip, but who's counting? And uh, I came back, and I think on Thursday morning. I get a message from one of our praise teams like, hey, did you fix the projector? And I said, hey, I didn't know the projector needed to be fixed. I was on vacation and thankfully they did not bug me on vacation. And But the problem with that was uh, everybody assumed, and we know what you say about that. And uh, mm-hmm. everybody assumed that this person said that person, this person told it, whatever. And so everybody assumed it's all taken care of and it, nobody knew that we did not have a projector for Easter Sunday. And uh, so Thursday, of course, is the day before Good Friday. So it's kind of, in my thinking, like this is our last day to really pull this off because everything's going to be closed on Friday. And I forgot that nobody's going to be closed on Friday. But, but anyway, we we pulled it off. Our secretary was able to pick one up. And uh, Friday, uh, one of the praise team members came up and put it up on the screen. And that thing is so bright. Uh, like it, it looks like I am glowing because it is so bright behind me when it's on during the sermon. And so like you look back at the video and I, I've just, I've got this majesty about me. And so it's kind of great, but it was a good day. We, we had a RV service at the RV park that went really well. It was 32 degrees, nope. very cold. And you know, I, I think you know this, but suits, suits are not very warm. Nope. Uh, the, you know, may, obviously there's certain different materials, but I own one and that one is you own one suit. Yeah. I've got a sport coat, a black sport coat. That's it. You, and then the, you're and not then the, the Whataburger suit, I hope. No, I, I don't count that one. And okay. I don't count the, the Christmas suits and stuff okay. because I have about six of those and I have the Whataburger suit, but I've got one black sport coat and then a Navy blue. I call it my Southwestern seminary uniform suit. <laughs> Uh, because everybody's always in uh, navy blue suits there, and uh, but anyway, I uh, I have that one, and it is very thin, and so you feel every breeze. And uh, but I was out there, sun came up, it was great, and uh, Rebecca played the flute. I preached a sermon, kind of looking at the the different characters in John 19 and 20, with Mary and and uh, John and Peter and the disciples, Thomas, uh, and where we enter that story, and uh, and so from doubting to rejoicing to fear all of that and uh it was good we had a great time there number of people like were out on the exit of their rv parks just like standing on the steps and listening and mm. I, and i would holler I'd be like y'all come on over like but they they stayed they didn't want to be that close to us i don't blame okay. them i mean look at the guy preaching like yeah. some heretical cult out here doing some seances and uh but then our service was great had a packed house and uh everything went off without a hitch like i said the projector was bright and uh yeah it was a good day what about what about plymouth park 
Yeah, well, we also had a projection issue this week. Our projector, we have two projectors in our sanctuary. They, uh, about 120 inch is what they broadcast. And our one on the right side went out. And so we ordered a new one, rushed delivery. And they called us and said, yeah, that's the most popular projector on the market right now. That won't be until September. We said, well, that's a problem. Yeah. And so we actually just uh, grabbed another projector we had in the church, put it up. It worked fine. It looked great, but it, it worked fine. We had a big Easter festival this weekend. And so uh, we gave away 10 bicycles and like 15 gift cards to families. We provided free lunch. We had bounce houses, face painting, crafts, egg hunts. Uh, we presented the gospel twice, had some responses to that. We had some live music. And we're, uh, I haven't gone through the registrations yet, but I know we serve over 600 hot dogs. Wow. And uh, not everybody got a hot dog. And so we're thinking. And probably, some people got more than one. If I was there, it'd probably be like three or four, like well, dollar hot dog day. Fact, my son got two. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're estimating probably around eight, eight or 900 came to the event. We had a hundred nice. volunteers from our church uh, that were there. So that was great. And then uh, Easter Sunday was, was fantastic. I preached the prodigal son and how that relates to uh, God welcoming repent sinners back home. Yeah. Um, and we, uh, I don't know about you. We'll talk about this here in just a second. We, probably doubled our average that we've been averaging. We've been around like 150 to 160. I think we were over 300 Sunday, maybe around 320. And we had a lot of folks come back. And I saw some people and they said, I just put it in my mind that Easter Sunday was a Sunday that I was going to come back. Of course, we had a lot of guests as well and a lot of different things like that. Uh, and one of the best was we have a, a sweet 80-year-old member. He came up to me with his um, – uh, tithe and you know we're not passing the plate right now we just got some boxes he goes where am I supposed to put this blasted thing he <laughs> said we didn't pray over it we didn't pass the plate what happened in this church I said with Fendel you've been going a year man when you're going a year you know you let the young preacher change things and he just laughed but it was his first Sunday back and he just said no I've got my vaccine I feel comfortable. We sit in our minds that Easter was our day. Did you have folks like that? So, so we did. We, so we're in a different situation because we, we only had a few that have been, you know, no, not, not yet. You know, we're, the numbers yeah. are too high or we don't have the vaccine. We only have a few of those really our, our attendance may be dipped by, I guess, 10 of those regulars. I can kind of think of off the top of my head. Uh, but we also added several more. So we haven't felt the crunch that a number of other churches had because we grew during this time. And so numerically, we were pretty close to where we've been and certainly where we are during most summer years. Uh, as spring uh, begins to, to come into focus, we've got RVers that usually come in. So by the summertime, we're usually inching up towards where I'm always like panic mode. Do we need to go to two services yet? Like, one of these days, we're going to have to just pull the trigger and try it out. But uh, we did have a few of those that made Easter kind of their their start back date. And uh, and some took them, took them up on that offer and, and they came. And then a few others were like, I'm still, still iffy. And uh, so we still got some people that are on the fence and uh, like most churches. And uh, but it's time, I believe, to to come back. I think it's safe to do so. And, uh, and so, in, at least in our case, every area is going to be a little bit different. And I know Texas has a good trend, at least the last I saw with some of the numbers. So yeah, we're still uh, going down yeah. three weeks after all the mandates been removed. We're yeah. still trending downward. Now, granted the Rangers, I think home game, home openers today, and they're letting anybody that wants to go in there. So <laughs> nobody does. Happen. So it's still only going to be about a thousand people. So it'll be okay. I think normally that would be right, except for like people are like, I'm so tired of sitting at home. Yeah. I'll even go watch the Rangers play. Yeah. That's how desperate I am. Well, here, so so the only reason I I'm, I, I want to disagree with that, and of course, there's going to be more than a thousand people, but right. the Oakland A's were allowed, I think it's 35% or some random numbers, like 38%. In the first day, they were sold out. 
And, uh, and so um, 10,000 people, I don't know, the rest of the time, there's only like 5,000. And so you've got 35 or 36% of your uh, stadium capacity, and you could even fill that. And uh, of course, we were more. shellacking them. Uh, that's probably one reason there weren't a whole lot of people there. But that's in a different topic. Uh, but yeah, number of people new starts new beginnings and and that's kind of like spring and that you know you get the flowers coming back you get grass coming back unless you're in texas you just get weeds coming back and uh it's just a new start for a lot of people and it's also typically a traditional start date for a number of new churches and uh and i thought jared you know one one neat thing that we could talk about is really how covid as we just talked about kind of gave us obviously a pause for almost everybody and some kind of transitions over the last year, some changes that were made, you know, at least to what we normally do, like not passing the plate. We don't pass the plate anymore. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, some of that kind of stuff, uh, Lord's Supper, maybe you're using the little all-in-one things instead of passing the plate, you know, little changes along the way. Uh, but it also brought uh, some new life into old churches and then brought new starts to brand new churches. And so, like I said, you know, Easter's a start date for a number of churches mm -hmm. and the Baptist Press kind of back to back on Easter uh, posted these two articles uh, about Easter Sunday providing a launch opportunity for church plants, uh, even in this pandemic. And then COVID-19 gives a 70 year old church new life that, you know, that's church is almost as old as Jay Allen. Almost, but not quite Almost, as old as close. What What are your thoughts there? So take take COVID out of the you know out of the equation yeah. for a moment. Why do you think Easter is such a popular start date for church plants? I think one people are just already searching for churches uh, around Easter, and maybe like some people, maybe you live in a community that's only got a handful of churches, right? And like, well, I've tried every one of those, and I don't really fit in. Oh, this is a new church, and so that can be very attractional to somebody. And a lot of times these church plants, they're putting all their effort in. You know this. You don't just in February say, hey, we're going to plant a church. And we're going to launch on Easter. Well, no, they, they've been planning for sometimes years, months. And they, they've been pushing towards this big event. They've been knocking on doors. Hey, this is when we're going to meet. And there's just anticipation and excitement around that. People are already going to church on Easter. And a new church plant might give people the idea that, hey, this is a new kind of church. I've tried the first Baptist. I've tried the you know, whatever kind of church, the traditional, uh, I'm going to try now this, this new church plant. They have Baptists in the name, the pastor wears jeans. It looks like on Sundays when he's going to preach. Yeah. So I just think it's a great Sunday for a lot of people to start. And it's like, you're talking about this new beginning, new hope, it's spring, there's new things coming to life. To me, that's why I think a lot of churches target that Easter date uh, because there's just already people looking for churches. There's excitement around it. And if you're going to start, I mean, uh, pretty much every church is open on Easter, right? And so that's a, that's a great one to kick off on. What do you think? Yeah, I think you're right on that. You know, certainly, you know, there's planning that goes into it for a long time. And almost every uh, church start is going to have some kind of like a soft launch along the mm -hmm. way. And and I think Easter gives us enough time past the very difficult winter months. Like it would be kind of difficult maybe if you're in like Michigan or Wisconsin or something and say, we're going to start on January 1st or whatever the first Sunday of the, the year would be. And then that week you get like 12 inches of snow or something like that. You know, like it might not affect them very well or very much, but I think this gives some time kind of post winter, post Christmas, post all of those kind of other holidays and whatnot that people may be traveling to get a strong group of times where people are back in school, people are back in work, people are back in all of these things. And we can start some of that soft launch for several weeks leading up to it. And then, like you said, you know, it's Easter. 
Uh, it's it's why we're even gathering for worship every other 51 weeks of the year is really what happened on Easter. And so that's a great kind of uh, memorable part to it of just starting uh, from from the ground up just as Christ was risen. And uh, and so, you know, I think that's probably part of it, too. But in the article, they talk about, you know, how. Uh, the church planning catalyst encourages church planners to also find times that reflect a normal start for a community's calendar. You know, that might be August uh, for folks or the beginning of a yes, new sweet. year. You know, maybe in the South, beginning of a new year might be a little better than, than up North, uh, mm-hmm. but the, uh, just because of weather. Uh, but there's a number of different days. Any Sunday, obviously, a church could start. <laughs> and yeah. it's probably necessary because every Sunday, churches close. And yeah. uh, and so we need these new church plants. We need what you know Kyle and the team at North American Mission Board Replant are doing for church revitalization and replanting. We need all of it uh, because we are facing a very significant decline in churches and so forth, those that are closing and struggling because of COVID. We're now kind of coming out of it. And so we're going to have some that didn't make it, some that did, some that are thriving, uh, but also a number of churches that maybe kind of held off their launch during COVID that are now going to be maybe starting right after another. And uh, a lot of excitement, I think, is coming in the next couple of months and years uh, for our country and obviously around the globe. People plant churches elsewhere, too. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. That's they, kind they of important. Just... But, you know, our focus, of course, is here for, for the most part in terms of what we know. Uh, but but I thought that was neat. Also, yesterday, uh, Chip Wood is talking about how uh, in thousands of countries, thousands of languages, thousands of this, all that kind of stuff, the gospel is being proclaimed right now on this Easter Sunday. And that's just, that's what happens every week. But it's just, there's something cool about Easter. And uh, because COVID-19 really did a number on people, yeah, I think it really affected our people. We've seen a rise in depression and suicides, domestic violence, child violence, all that kind of stuff. We've seen that. We've seen yeah. school success go down, uh, at least in our area. We've seen all that kind of stuff. So it did a number on our churches, on our people, uh, obviously on our states and so forth. Uh, but also, God uh, was using this for good. And uh, we saw the other article that says COVID-19 gave a 70-year-old church some new life. And uh, because they, like a lot of us, it looks like looking at the uh, uh, article real quick, had to cancel vacation Bible school. Mm-hmm. They, you know, like everybody else, we a lot of this this past year was like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, how can we keep some of this stuff going? And how can we do it safely and just yeah. figure it out as we go? And uh, you had to do that as a fairly green uh, senior pastor, you know, fair, fairly new. Uh, I know guys that started right when COVID hit, and I'm like, man, bless I your heart. Guys dude. can put on their resume they have five years pastoral experience. Oh, man. Senior I, I would, experience. I would go with a decade. Like we experienced more <laughs> this past year than guys would experience in ten years, dude. But, oh, uh, but this church has seen some some great stuff uh, as we're coming out of COVID nineteen. Or we won't, we we don't want to say that too too uh, scientifically, but. You know, it seems like things are getting a little closer back to normal. And what are your thoughts on that article? Um, Man, it was just uh, really encouraging. It's a church of, you know, about 60, 75 people yeah. with a bivocational pastor. But this is what this is one of the quotes in the article from the pastor. I thought this was great. COVID forced us to get out of the walls of our church because people could not come here. It forced us to meet them where they were in whatever situation they were in. And I know they, they uh, did camp food drives for people. Looks like they were uh, got clothes for people during Christmas time. They got them coats and toys for kids. Uh, they went to apartment complexes near the church and helped meet needs for uh, people as well. And so they 
just realized we can't meet here where the people are still out there, even if they're not coming to the building. Yeah. And it sounds like when already a smaller church, they weren't coming to the building anyways. And so they've gone out and uh, seem like they made a positive impact on their community. And I think there's a lot that you don't have to be a small church. Big churches can do this too. And uh, medium sized churches, but you know, I think it was, it showed that during a time where a lot of people were just afraid to do anything that this church realized we're the hope of the world. And so if our doors can't be open, we're going to go to the world. And to me, I mean, that's a great message to read during Easter time. Yeah. And that, that was something that I said about a year ago was COVID-19 is going to make all of us church plants. Uh, mm-hmm. We're all going to have to kind of figure it out as we go. A lot of the traditional things that maybe established churches do are going to change in some sense. And so we're coming up as we go with different ways to do ministry. And so it forced all of us to be flexible. And it was, you know, I, I would say jokingly from the pulpit, the uh, bonus beatitude of blessed are the flexible for they will not be bent out of shape. You know, that kind of thing. I always got the little ha-has, but I was like, guys, this is serious. You know, we we are going to be flexible in this time. The things that we are used to, the coffee, all that kind of stuff, we're going to change a little bit. And so it made everybody kind of take on that church plant mentality. If I have to go and get these people and get them safe and uh, and to pursue our people that may not want to come, may not be able to come, and still find ways to minister to them. And that church looks like they did that uh, well. Uh, oh, yeah. So as we begin to to wind down, Jared, uh, I've kind of taken over for you. I didn't mean to today. I just found some good transition points. But you <laughs> oh, talked about good, your man. Easter deal, the projector going out, our yeah. projector going out, all that kind of stuff. There was some uh, maybe some headaches, or you know, we might say jokingly or or for real that the enemy obviously is attacking a lot on Easter. Uh, mm. But there was something I saw was all of your kids except Andrew being very excited to be dressed up. <laughs> And uh, Andrew looked like he was ready to kill whoever was taking that picture. Uh, but uh, so tell us your Cornut family Easter traditions. Yeah. And so, you know, it's hard for us. And you're going through the same thing. A lot of people in our church go home and have lunch or supper with their family. And we don't have that opportunity, just like you don't. And so we've instituted a few uh, things that we do. One uh, we get that Easter picture, right? Oh, yeah. Everybody gets it. Andrew was in that picture, not too thrilled. Uh, our kids' choir sang with our adult choir through the whole worship service. So he's like, I'm done pictures. Yeah. Uh, but we do that. But we actually uh, get together with another guy on our staff and his family, and we have an Easter dinner uh, with our spiritual family. So folks who don't have family nearby, we get together and eat, and we do that. We paint some hard-boiled eggs with the boys uh, that afternoon as well. And then we just read the Easter story against the family. We don't do a whole lot. We don't go crazy. Uh, our neighbor this year, though, uh, they're like surrogate grandparents to our kids. And she teaches at a school that was doing a fundraiser where I think it was like 50 bucks. And uh, the Easter Bunny would deliver 35 eggs to your front yard um, the uh, the next morning. And uh-huh. so she paid to have 35 Easter eggs put out in our yard. And the boys oh, had wow. to do that, get their candy. So, you know, again, we're kind of low-key on what we do with that stuff. But we get that picture for sure. Uh, and you know we're, we're not super fan. My boys are wearing t-shirts. I mean, yeah. we're not crazy. We don't get crazy dressed up for Easter. Uh, but I didn't wear a Whataburger suit either. But that's kind of what we do. What do you guys do? Yeah. So so last year, dude, we went all out on matchy matchy man. We I, I had my blue suit. I had my blue suit, of course. It's <laughs> only one I got. And but we matched. Rebecca matched with with me, and and then the girls actually we repurposed uh, their bridesmaid dresses for our. Uh, niece who uh at least connected to to you guys is from irving 
and uh, not connected to your church, but from your area. And uh, so she got married. They had these beautiful little pink pastel dresses because for some reason pastel is a Easter yeah. thing. Um, but, uh, but but yeah, so we rocked that last year. This year, everybody got a new dress, Walmart special, baby. And, oh, yeah. uh, and so they paid basically what was the tax of Rebecca's dress that she got at Disney. And because uh, <laughs> she got one of those, I don't know, it was like the Mickey and Minnie's like runaway train. It's it's the new ride that replaced like the great movie ride and is actually my favorite ride. And I can't ever remember the name. Uh, In, uh, she Hollywood got a, Studios? Yeah, Hollywood Studios. Yeah. And so it's a print from all the characters or whatever from that. And uh, so she she loved it, got it. And uh, like I said, I meant the, the tax maybe. Uh, is what could have paid for the girls dresses that she got from Walmart's <laughs> but uh our epic fail was we didn't take the picture and uh so we I got, got car one picture. we got a car picture with them <laughs> and like their, their coats and Rebecca was you well if you look close enough you see the very tip of her head she was trying oh, to wow. get in and we got another one that was just her but you know I don't I don't hmm. post that I mean it's all about me anyway and no. uh, I'm just kidding <laughs> but uh but so that's our thing we try to get the pictures we try to match uh this year because of vacation and so forth that didn't really happen and uh so we did that and then when we come home well we go out to eat to the Mayhill cafe because I'm the pastor usually that's either great or not so great this was one of those not so great times because mm. I hit like right when everybody is has been sat down, has gotten their drink, and is trying to do their order, so I'm on the back end of everybody. We're the last people that come in, and it took forever. And uh, you know, because it's a small place, one place working, one one lady working, and oh, uh, they try really hard, uh, but we just hit it at the wrong time, and so it ended up being like a two two hour or so ordeal. I actually left because the baseball game was about to start, and so I left my family. And walked home so they could eat <laughs> an Easter eat. tradition like no other. <laughs> yes. And uh, so then we get home. Uh, Rebecca still, we've got 10, 11, 12, 13. She still does the Easter eggs. And then we have a gold one uh, that we put some money in it. And uh, one yep. person finds that. And uh, usually it's like a fight of who can be the most Christ-like daughter and offer to share it with everybody else. And so I pretended oh. like I was going to rip it because <laughs> she said, I want to split this with everybody. And so I grabbed it. I said, okay, I'll split it into four. And I started, no, 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 no. <laughs> so anyway. Two quick things. Yeah. Uh, one, we, uh, Andrew goes to the Mother's Day out at our church and he found the golden egg. I was like, oh, really? The preacher's kid found the golden egg, guys. We're yeah. real, real Way to go. Yeah. Uh, but two, I saw a video where uh, there was an egg hunt and little girl opened it and said a note was your dad's going to give you $20. I'm totally putting that in some eggs yes, next year definitely. for some people that to fork that out. Yeah. Well, man, it sounds like y'all had a great Easter. We did. It was a great day. Sounds like y'all too. Why don't you send us out so I can yeah. go and watch baseball? Absolutely. Well, hey, everyone, thanks for joining us on another episode of The Potluck. Hope you had your fill, had your full. I pray that your gospel was strong this Easter season and to join us next time. Same Baptist time, same Baptist hour. Stay Baptist, my friends.